This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. We're going to talk to our guy, Odyssey NFL insider Brian Baldinger, host of the Odyssey original podcast, The Best Football Show, featuring daily breakdowns of all the most exciting moments across the league. You should follow him as we do on the you call it X or do you call it Twitter? You know what I mean. And he does breakdowns. And he did uh, a lot of really interesting work with the Bears uh, in that most recent victory by Tyson Bagent. And Brian joins us now on the Score Hotline, powered by IBEW Local 9, Chicago's original powerhouse since 1892. Brian, good morning. How are you? Good morning, guys. I'm doing well, man. It's good to be with you. Well, we're delighted to talk to you and very curious. Uh, as you broke down that tape and you looked at what Tyson Bagent managed to do, the numbers don't knock you down because um, he he kind of threw for 162 yards, I believe, on 29 pass attempts. Uh, there was another, I think he was sacked once, so that makes it 30. The, you know, he's not he's not kind of throwing the ball all over the, the yard, but my God, he's moving the chains. They're marching down the field, and they're playing complementary football, protecting the ball. Very important stuff. Well, I mean, yes. I mean, the most important stat is no turnovers. Mm. And so, I mean, if you just think about this guy's journey, I mean, he was playing Millersville College last year for homecoming at this time. So, I mean, you know, to go and take down the Raiders, and they had won two in a row and feeling pretty good about themselves, and he came out and he threw darts. And it was a really good game plan by Luke. I mean, they ran the ball really good. They, um, they limited what he had to do. and They kind of played with the lead for most of the game. And he was very good. It was a very good outing. Everybody should be excited. I know I was watching it. And then you just see, you know, some of the skills that he has that translate, you know, to the NFL. I think he's probably spent his entire life preparing for that moment and maybe dreaming about that game. So he was going to be ultra prepared and not kind of be in a situation where he didn't meet it. And I wonder, does what now? And I wonder how they respond to that and how he handles the success. If you were to give either Tyson Bajan or Luke Getze your best advice for Sunday night, prime time, national audience, what would it be? Well, I mean, he played, you know, if you just watch his feet when he makes the throws, I mean, he's got calm feet. Like, calm feet, calm mind, that doesn't always, you know, I mean, it's a cliche, but there's some truth to it. Like, just, I think he knows how to play. I just think he knows how to read a defense. I think he knows how to get rid of the ball quickly. I think he knows where to put it. Um, like, look, some mistakes might happen. I mean, probably it's going to be more Bear fans than Charger fans. This weekend at SoFi, it's usually the way it is. But regardless, I just say stay calm. And if there's a mistake that gets made, a ball gets tipped at the line of scrimmage, gets intercepted, guy runs the wrong route, timing issues, like things can happen to any offense. 
like, don't, you know, just overcome it. You know, just get on to the next play. Like, I would just say play a lot like he did last week, which was very calm, like he knew what he was supposed to do. And don't try to do too much. Don't try to be a hero out there and try to win the game in the first quarter. None of that is necessary. Obviously, they're at, they're a, it's an away game. They're at the Chargers. Now, they don't have a ton of fan support. There'll be a lot of Bears fans out there. It's a public team. But um, but they are on the road, and it's a Sunday night game and all that stuff. Um, when you think about the kind of step up in class, from being able to take a lead and then have a Brian Hoyer-led offense coming at you versus – a guy in Justin Herbert who hasn't played great. They, their offense hasn't done well over the last three games. But you would think that that he has the capabilities, the second-highest-paid quarterback in the league. They got a really good receiving core, one great wide receiver. They got a running back. There, there is a lot to like about their offense. Is this – you know, how do you determine whether it's a bridge too far? Will we know right away, or is it the, back to the turnover thing? Mm-hmm. I think uh, I think the eye test. I think we're all yeah. going to be watching Tyson um, with a lot of excitement and kind of holding our breath a little bit. I, you know, it's, it's not a quarterback duel. I mean, Justin Herbert has elite talent. He's not playing great. The team isn't playing well defensively. I mean, I saw Patrick Mahomes throw for 425 last week against him, and probably could have thrown for more. Um, they just put them away. So you know, by the time he got to the fourth quarter, but there's holes in their defense. There always has been. They don't play zone defense very well, and that's who they are. And they break down. They, they just – I mean, you watch them against any game, Minnesota, Kirk Cousins. I mean, everybody's had success basically throwing it or running it. But, I, look, I, I, I think that they can have success against this defense. Uh, and I think, I think he'll play well. I, I really do. I, I don't think the stage is going to be too big. SoFi is a beautiful place to go have a picnic. Um, you know, it's just a nice place. I mean, I work there at the NFL Network or right next door. It's not, it's not the most intimidating place to go play a football game for anybody. It's just a, you know, it's just a nice, big, open-air place. Uh, like I said, <laughs> have a picnic, watch a game. So, uh, you know, I, I think it's going to be fine, honestly. Like, they got some good players on the other side. But I feel like I, I always love Dante Foreman, always. Like, everywhere he goes, he, he runs the ball well. I, I think they have a, a decent chance to run the ball well against this defense, and that's going to help him. Big reason why is because the right side of the line is like two and a half men. Tevin Jenkins and Darnell Wright, <laughs> you look at what they were able to do. I think Darnell Wright, we know how much you liked him coming out of the draft. It looked like he was playing maybe through some pain and injury last Sunday and still played pretty effectively. How would you assess what you saw on tape of this Bears offensive line against the Raiders? Well, I mean, it's clear that, you know, Darnell right now is like literally he's a one arm bandit. Like I saw him throw Max Crosby um, into the pile with his right arm, you know, because the left arm, I don't know. I, I can't speak to the injury. I don't know what it is, but there's an injury there. Um, so he just tried to cover guys up and do the best he could. I thought Tevin played well. I don't know if he's going or Nate Davis. I don't know the injury report. But, you know, they're getting good, solid play up front. Borum has played well. Um, you know, the, the, the group is – whoever's in there, they're playing well as a group right now. And blocking up front. And, uh, you know, they led the league in rushing last year. It doesn't mean anything. You win three games. But, you know, that, that's something you can hang your hat on, something you can 
say, okay, we, we, we feel like we can run these runs. We can have success with that. And I would say that's a good starting point for any offense. Now, can you complement that with first down throws or play action shots down the field to, you know, to, to Tyler Scott or to Darnell or whoever? Like, I think that's kind of how you have to build this thing right now. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Um, you know, we talked to Coach Wanstead every week, and he said on Tuesday that he felt if this kid is uh, overseeing a victory in this game and they are uh, eight-and-a-half-point underdogs, but if they were to win the game, he doesn't see any way you could change back to Justin Fields. They haven't won two in a row in the Eberflus era, which, uh, you know, I'll, ten in a row lost last year. We started the season poorly. Do you believe that idea that if, uh, you know, are you of the belief that if your starter is back from injury, he gets the job back, or if you're having success, as they are, and, it, and they would if they were to win the game, does that change your mind? It would change my mind. I mean, I think the Giants are going through it. You know, we'll see Tyrod Taylor played really well last week, and the offense jumped. Um, if, you know, he's playing the Jets this week, I mean, yes, I, I think you got to play the hot hand. And it's not a knock on Justin Fields at all. But the, the offense responds and moves to, to different, for different reasons. But if, if the reason is Tyson Bajan just getting the ball out simply on time into the open receiver and it's not a whole lot more and they're running the ball and however they're responding and it's not well we like Tyson better than Justin it has nothing to do with that like I think Dave is right I would do the same thing if they go and shock in all the world I mean first of all if they go in there and beat the Chargers they might have a coaching change before anybody gets changed um, you know because expectations are very high with the Chargers and what the roster looks like and they're not playing to that right now. But if they, he goes in there to SoFi Stadium and they beat the Chargers, yes, he deserves another chance, regardless of what Justin Fields' um, injury looks like at this point. I, and I know it's hard to throw with a broken thumb or dislocated, whatever whatever the injury is. Um, I, I'd give the kid another week for sure. The other thing going on with the Bears, Baldy, is that their defense has been entirely different than what we expected the last three weeks, and certainly the way they started this season. It coincided with Matt Eberflus taking over the role of calling defensive signals. They've been more aggressive. They've been more consistent. And for whatever reason, they're stopping the run and they're, they're getting takeaways now. Yeah. When you watch the Bears on tape, what do you see from their defense that's been so different than before? Well, it does help that you're playing against, you know <laughs> – Brian Hoyer, like he, like his ball to the out to Jalen Johnson for the pick six, it looked like it was full of helium. Like you can't throw the ball so any true. better out there than what he did. So that helps. But, yo, look, getting Jalen back it helps. You know, Tyreek has improved a great deal, um, you know, since the start of the season. He had a very good game last week. Uh, so that, that helps. But they're playing. Their zones are tighter. They're plastering receivers quicker. Um, the, the blitzes are getting home. They weren't blitzing earlier in the year. But there's a variety of different ways you can get to the quarterback. I think we might have even talked about it after that, you know, Kansas City debacle. So, look, I, I think Matt knows what his defense, regardless of what anybody thinks of the talent level, um, there's a, a certain vision about how you want to play defense. And the trick is to get the players to, to play the way your vision is. And I feel like they're getting to that spot right now. They shut down Josh Jacobs completely last week. I mean, that's a good start point. He led the league in rushing last year. It's the same offense line as a year ago. Like, they shut him down. That's a good start. 
for any defense. And so they look a lot different. They're playing with way more energy. Um, they're defending passes. Um, they're adding, you know, rushers to the, to the mix right now up front and not getting beat behind it. Um, Jaquan looks like a different player right now the last three weeks and what he's doing in the middle of the field. They're making impactful hits. Like, it looks, it looks good the last three weeks. Yeah, Baldy, I'm curious, you know, and I, I don't know that the Bears are going to make any moves, but the trade deadline is right around the corner. It's Tuesday at 3 o'clock. I'm wondering if you believe there will be big names traded. Do you think this is going to be a more active period than, uh, than maybe we've seen before? They, there were a lot of moves made last year, but it seems like because they've moved the trade deadline a little bit, it seems like there might be even more action this year. Well, I mean, we just saw Kevin Byer go to the Eagles. Like, I don't know how that got done. Yeah. Like, honestly, Kevin Byer is a great player. He hasn't missed a start in seven straight years. He's a two-time first-team All-Pro player. He's led this league in interceptions. Like, if he gets moved, like, what else? So, if if Tennessee, I mean, I, I don't know how Tennessee did that. Like, how can you look at your team and go, well, we just let our best defender to go? Um, so, like, if he can move then a lot of other guys can move. You know, other teams are looking at – and to me, when they say, well, we're going to get assets, well, what the hell is a fifth and sixth round pick going to do? Like, maybe you can find, you know, Jason Kelsey in the sixth round. That happens, you know, once a decade. But, like, you let Kevin Byard go, like, he's as good as there is at free safety. So, I think once I saw that happen, I think there could be a lot of big names that will go in the next couple of days. Brian, it's interesting to look at the NFC North, especially after last weekend. The Lions come back to earth a little bit after getting beaten by the Ravens, and the Vikings suddenly look like a different team without Justin Jefferson. They've somehow won two in a row. The Packers, eh, Jordan Love, not been as consistent as they need him to be, and certainly we know everything about the Bears we need to hear. How do you see the NFC North unfolding? Will the Lions regain their swagger a little bit after the Ravens game? Well, they, they, I mean, they got their head handed to them. I mean, that wasn't even a competitive game. Lamar Jackson looked like the unanimous MVP of this league against them. Now, Lamar can do that, but I mean, he did anything he wanted to do in that game, um, which is disappointing for Detroit. But, look, records don't mean anything at this point. It's about stacking wins. And once you stack, you know, once you get to two wins in a row in this business, you'll, I don't care who you play, you feel like you can win the third game in a row, like Jacksonville is doing right now. Like, it's about stacking wins. And if you stack enough of them, you get in the playoff hunt. So it really doesn't matter how deep the crypt was for Minnesota. Like, they've played, very, they've played well all year. They found ways to lose games. But defensively, they've come a long, long ways. And it's not just because Brian Flores, you know, blitzes more than anybody else. They're playing sound football on that side. And I don't know that Kirk Cousins can play any better than he's playing. He's, like, he's, he's, he's been outstanding. And you lose Justin Jefferson, you should go backwards. But – Jordan Addison stepped up. K.J. Osborne stepped up. You know, Powell stepped up. Um, they're playing well. And they feel like they can go into Green Bay and win this weekend and get right back into the race. And they probably can. So I feel like it's, everything, is, everything is up for grabs in the NFC North right now, regardless of what anybody's record is. I'm curious, back to the trade deadline, you know, you look at what the Carolina Panthers have done, and they have traded – you know, DJ Moore is a phenomenal player. And Christian McCaffrey, they've traded like two of their best players 
in the course of trying to rebuild. There's rumors about Brian Burns being on the trade uh, block. They claim they haven't taken any calls on him and that they're looking this over. But, you know, the Bears own that Carolina pick. And right now they're the only winless team uh, in the league. And you keep wondering if they actually were to make some trades and dump some players, especially guys good as Burns, they might put themselves in a position where they're going to be the worst team in the league and the Bears are going to have the number one overall pick again. Well, I think I think they're on their way. I mean, I don't see a lot of improvement in the team defensively. They've given up 42 points in each of the last two games with Brian Burns. So, I mean, I think Carolina's looking there going, if we can get a first-round pick for Brian Burns, okay, we'll, we'll – We'll just start the rebuild right now. I mean, they've already done it. But, yes, I mean, I, I expect if, if somebody wanted Brian Burns right now, I think they could get him. I don't know what the asking price is. But I'm sure Kyle Duggar – not Kyle Duggar, but I'm sure, you know, some of the, the – you know, Derek Brown. I mean, I think Dante Jackson. I, I think if you wanted one of their players right now, you could probably go get him. Hmm. That's tempting for a team like the Bears. We expect them to be sellers more than buyers if they do anything at all. But we'll wait and see on Tuesday. All right, Baldy, so Sunday night, Bears, Chargers, SoFi Stadium, what are you picking? Well, the Chargers are a better team. Like, are they ever going to play up to their ability? They, 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 they beat themselves a lot. They make a lot of mistakes. Um, they've had the ball. They've lost three games. They've had the ball in their hands in all three games with a chance to win it. And they've gotten a first down out of it. You know, I mean, they – they can't drive the field when they have to. They, they had a chance to tie the Chiefs up last week. Ball got tipped up, intercepted at the eight-yard line. Um, you know, they, they keep finding ways to lose games. And you just wonder how much the players believe in Brandon Staley. I, I mean, I think that's a real question that will be asked on the broadcast Sunday night. Do they believe in what Brandon Staley is selling? And the, the players will tell you if they believe in it or not by their effort how well they play, mistakes they make or don't make. So they can get back into the race in the AFC West with a convincing win. Um, I think they're a better team. I think they'll win. But I'm not, I, I give the Bears a puncher's chance for sure to go out there and play well and have a chance. I, I, think, I, I think I enjoy and appreciate what you're saying about Brandon Staley, and we were talking about it earlier. You don't see guys just quit or not play. They just start playing for themselves. They just start trying to worry about what they're doing. They no longer are playing kind of a team game, right? That that becomes a problem if you quit on your coach. No doubt. And, it, you know, it, it, it started week one against Miami. Tyreek Hill did anything he wanted to do against that defense, and I didn't see any adjustments to the point where he caught the game-winning touchdown pass, and nobody really guarded him. Like, they didn't look at him like he was some severe threat. And he just seemed <laughs> – Bizarre are some of the things that they do. Um, so, look, they're, they're, uh, they're just one of those teams like just stuck in the mud, and either they're going to get out of the muck or, you know, the muck is going to get them, you know. And so, I, I, you know, this is a good test because they should beat the Bears, you know, and it's a home game and it's national TV, and if they want to make a statement, it's a good time to go make a statement about that, you know, we're not as bad as everybody says that we are. Hey, that's great stuff, Brian. We always appreciate talking to you. Thank you. Thanks, Brian. My, my pleasure, guys. You bet. Anytime. I'll talk to you soon. 
All right, that was Odyssey NFL insider Brian Baldinger. Make sure to follow best the best football show with Brian Baldinger on the Odyssey app or subscribe wherever you get your podcast.